Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm glad you tuned back in on this hour for another very power-packed word from the Lord. I'm speaking about the miracles of the end times, part two, the miracles of the end time. This is some fresh revelation that the Lord would have me to uh, share with you how to prepare uh, for the end times, how to make the necessary steps to make sure that you and your household are taken care of. You don't wait till a storm happens to buy flood insurance or buy homeowner's insurance for your home. The reason why you do it ahead of time is because the insurance companies are not going to insure you when a storm is on the way. They're not going to do it. It's too close to it. So these are some uh, just some powerful tips that I believe um, that you can use to make sure that your house uh, is well stocked and blessed uh, in these uh, end times. I want to come from the Gospel of Matthew, the sixth chapter, and I want to start reading at the 19th verse. This is speaking about money and possessions and so forth, and this is revelation that we need in this hour. The Word of God says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures here on earth, where moth eat them and rust destroys them and what thieves break in and steal. But store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. And wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Let me stop right there and just deal with these few verses of scripture. The word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ is letting us know that there is a place to store up treasures and there's a place not to store it up. Now, when the Bible is speaking about not storing up treasures or money, it is not telling you not to have money in the bank. It's not telling you to have not to have, you know, invest in stocks and certificates of deposits and bonds and so forth, uh, those types of investment. But it's, it's, it's letting you know your real treasures, they need to be in the heavenly realm. It's all right to have your money in banks, but um, when you go to depending on the banks and you depend on your vaults and your personal little, little things where you keep your money, thieves can break into your house. Thieves can also break in uh, to the bank and steal all you have. And I know that it's FI uh, federally insured. I, I know that. Uh, but the main uh, revelation about this scripture is it is a hard issue it is what you are considering as valuable to you uh, is it the kingdom of heaven or is it this world system here on earth and like I said the Lord is not against you storing up your monies in banks you need to have uh, your money in a place that is secure but the revelation of what the Lord is saying about or uh, talking about is that you cannot trust this world system to believe that it will always be there. But when you seek the kingdom, when you store up your goods, your spiritual goods in the heavenly places, because you cannot physically put money in heaven. There is no money in heaven. There's no need for money in heaven. So you can't take and physically put those $10,000, $100,000 in the bank in heaven. It doesn't work like that. You have to put it here in a banking system in the earth. Uh, but by faith, you are trusting 
that what you have done for the kingdom, your tithes and your seeds and your support of ministries and your support of the gospel and the things of God, it makes sure it, 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 it makes it to the place where if anything happens um, to your earthly goods, that God is going to restore that which has been lost. And so that is the revelation in this hour. This is what the Lord is saying. Even in your homes, I mean, people, uh, they break in homes all the time. And some of these houses, they have some advanced security systems. Um, they have ADT and they have Brinks and they have all these other different types of very expensive uh, security systems. They have burglar bars and monitoring sitters, uh, uh, sensors with cameras and so forth. But thieves are still able to break in. You take Hollywood, California. They had a string of robberies a couple of years ago. These multi-million dollar mansions. These guys would go in and bypass the security system some kind of way. And they steal thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars and even millions of dollars in jewelry. So there is no safe place in your home or even in the banks to actually keep it. But I believe the main crux of what this scripture is speaking about is to make sure that your faith is in the kingdom of God. And as you're sowing into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of the Lord, you, you're seeking first him. You're trusting in him first because you cannot put it in the heavenly realm. You have to keep it down here. But your faith and your spiritual attributes has a way of protecting your physical property downhill on earth. So the Bible says that wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be also. Now, where is your treasure? Are you trusting in horses and chariots? Are you trusting in stocks and bonds? Because all of that will fail one day. But when you trust in spiritual things, when you trust in the kingdom, when you trust uh, in, in, in the things that God has spoken to you to sow into those kingdom principles and projects that God has for you, they're not going to fail. They're going to multiply. And you'll always be able to make a withdrawal, even if the banking system closes here on earth, because one day it will. When you have your deposits in heaven, where no rust and moth and thieves can break in and steal, you are assured of a harvest at any time you need it because it's a different system it's a different kingdom it's a different god and when we place it in the kingdom of heaven we can always always make withdrawals from out of our accounts anytime we want to because faith is actually the currency of heaven so when we release our faith towards it we can get it out whenever we need as long as we put in some in it amen and so um the 24th verse, let's look at it. It says, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. There are some people, they work 24-7 for a dollar, two and three jobs. They're always hustling. They're always trying to get more. And the more you amass, the more you want. And at the end of the day, money is not a good God because money can fail you. Because when you trust in money, you're trusting in the spirit of mammon. 
and that spirit has you bound. You know, the word of the Lord says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It didn't say that the love the, uh, that if you love money is evil. It says the love of money. It is speaking about avarice, a greedy, lustful desire to have more and more and more. Because how many of you don't love to have money in your pocket? I don't think I know of anyone that loves to be poor. So money is just a means of exchange. It's no problem with the money. It is the condition of your heart towards money, the love of money. You just got to do it. You'll step over people. You um, do any crooked thing to get it. You just got to have more and more and more. That's the problem. It causes all different types of evil. So the word of God says no man can serve two masters. You can either love the one and hate the other. I'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the spirit of mammon. That is uh, what I tell you not to worry. That is why I tell you not to worry about uh, everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink, enough clothes to wear. The Lord say, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? Jesus said, look at the birds. They don't plant. They don't store food. You know, they, they don't do any of this. He said, but God supplies for them every day. They wake up every morning and they wake up singing their little song unto God. And they go out there and they find their little insects and they find their worms and whatever they need for that hour or for that day. And every single day, God supplies for them. Every single day. They don't worry about anything. So the Lord is telling us not to worry about everyday life. We have to cast our cares on him because he cares. Don't get to the place where you're looking at what you have. Because I'm speaking about the miracles of the end time. Because in these end times, if you're looking at what you have in your hands, you are going to be in trouble. But if you seek ye first the kingdom of God, that's why the Lord is saying that store up your treasures in heaven. Because when you store your treasures up in heaven, there's always a way that you can make a withdrawal of that which you have sown. But you have to put something there. Are you tithing? Are you sowing? Are you advancing the work of the kingdom of God? Are you blessing others? Those are ways that you're storing up your resources in heaven. But if you're just doing uh, the work of the system of this world, you're transacting, tra transacting and trading with others and so forth, um, that'll help you physically for a while. But what happens when everything shuts down? You don't have another kingdom um, to turn to because you're not connected to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Because all of your worries 
they cannot add a single moment to your life. And it goes on to say, why are you worrying about clothes? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work. I may clothe them, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why you have so little faith, the Lord Jesus said. He said, go outside and look at the lilies of the field. Look at the flowers. Look at the roses. Look at all the beautiful flowers and bushes that God has made. They are clothed with beauty by God. They don't worry about anything. Animals don't worry about anything. But it's us humans, we're the ones that always worry how we're going to make it. How we're going to pay it. Is God going to come through? It's getting closer to midnight. I don't think it's going to work out. We always, with all of these, I don't know and I don't know. And the Lord is saying, what are you worrying so much about? Stop worrying. Your worrying is killing you. You cannot add one day to your life by worrying. He said, Solomon, the king, one of the richest men in the world, with all of his gold and precious gemstones and silver, and his vast kingdom, and all he had, he was not arrayed as one of these flowers, God said. Isn't that powerful? So don't worry about these things, the Lord says. What will you eat? What will you drink? Where are you going to get something to eat from? You look in your cupboards and it's all run dry. When things start getting close to running out, that's when we have a tendency of worrying about how we're going to make it. When we get the check in the mail from our employer and we look at the check and we look at the bills and we don't have that much left over and you have a family to, to provide for or to supply for and you start wondering, how am I going to make it? That's a terrible thing to be in a state like that without faith. But when you're in faith, the little that you have, God can multiply. And then God will teach you how to take his word and make a withdrawal from out of what you have sown into the kingdom. Because whatever you have sown, you have the ability to receive it back unto you. But you have to sow. You have to give into the kingdom. And let me say this once again. You can be a recipient of many blessings. That does not negate the fact that you have to also sow. He's giving you seed to sow. The sowing of the seed brings your next harvest in. Let me say that again. The sowing of your next seed, it brings your harvest in until there is a perpetual harvest always coming into your barns. God wants to fill your barns with plenty. 
and cause your vats to overflow with new wine. There's a miracle of the end time that comes by revelation of the word of God. And this is the revelation that there's a place that will guarantee you a harvest whenever you need it. And it's called the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. That as you are sowing into the kingdom, you are guaranteed that you'll be able to make a withdrawal from out of the kingdom of heaven to meet your needs at that hour. Praise God. He said, so don't think about what you're going to drink or what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. These things dominates the thoughts of unbelievers. This is what the Gentiles believe and think in. But your heavenly father always knows your need. In the 33rd verse, he says, seek the kingdom of heaven above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Things, things, things shall be added unto you. God wants to be first in your life. He doesn't want you to look at all of your bills and pay your bills and then think about him. Everything you do, he wants to be first. He wants to want you to take your money from off the top. He wants you to acknowledge him in all your ways. He wants you to seek his counsel in all things. He wants to be the first in your life. When you are the when you the, when he's the first in your life, that means that you have acknowledged him and you're trusting in him. And you're not trusting in that check. I trust in that job. I trust in that bank account because it can, it can all be going just like that. You can have a sickness and everything you have in the bank can be wiped out just like that. I was looking at the news a couple of uh, weeks ago and I saw this man here in America. He contracted COVID. He stayed in the hospital, I think, for about 90 days. He barely made it. And he was thankful for the physicians that did all these experimental uh, 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 testings and so forth on him to save his life procedures and his hospital bill was like $1,200,000 or something like that now luckily I shouldn't say luckily blessedly his insurance company um, uh, the reporter said was going to cover almost all of that because he had insurance and this is what I'm speaking about, having the insurance of heaven. That is the kingdom. You have to get it now. If he had not insurance, if he had any money in the bank, it would have been wiped out. It takes one sickness to wipe out everything you have. So you cannot trust in that. You cannot trust on some type of disaster. And he can wipe it out just like that. Everything you saved up. Your retirement funds, your IRA aids, all of it gone just like that. But when you're trusting in the kingdom, God has your back and he's going to meet and multiply your need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow would take care of itself. Today has enough troubles. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Hey, guys, I'm so glad that you tune in today once again for this broadcast. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast, Carrie B. Vine Radio. And this teaching is about miracles of the end time. And God has a blessing for you. And he's going to meet that need when the time comes. Be blessed.
Hey guys, I'm so glad that you tune in once again on this hour for another power pack word in the Lord. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm Kerry B. And this is Von Radio. We're so glad to have you on today to listen to the word of the Lord for this hour. I'm speaking about the miracles of the end times. The miracles of the end times. I believe that we are a miraculous people. And when the end times come upon us, whenever it happens, we're going to be prepared with the word of God. We're building up our faith right now. We're getting our insurance together. We're checking our policies. I'm speaking about our own personal insurance policy that's covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Our policy that includes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and the price he paid to redeem us. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I believe that no matter what happens in this earth, that polish that we have, that if something happens to our bodies, that our spirits will forever be with the Lord. But I believe that we can be so covenant-minded people that if any type of disaster happens here on this earth, that we have a policy that covers us and our property, our family, our children, everything we have. It's in the Word of God. You have to get it out of the Word of God. I'm bringing you these teachers' teachings um, to prepare you um, to make sure that you have enough and you prepare for the hour that's at hand. I said before in my last lesson, if a hurricane or natural disaster is on the way, you can't run to your insurance office and say, I need some insurance. They're going to say, you're crazy. You have to get insurance before it comes you can wait till the last moment and say i need insurance when a storm is right up on you that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about being prepared and we're also talking about the miracles of the end times i want to look at one of my favorite favorite prophets the prophet called elisha it's found in second kings the fourth chapter and the 38th verse let's read and Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servant, Put on a large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophet. So one of the prophets went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered from it a lapful of wild gourds and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, though they did not know what they were. Then they served it to the men to eat. And now it happened, as they were eating the stew, that they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. And so he said, Bring some flour. And he put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful anymore in the pot. Praise God. Here we have Elisha, the spiritual son of Elijah the prophet. This man had a double portion of the mantle that was on the life of Elijah. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah. 
And here it was, he was with the sons of the prophets. And like Elijah had his own personal servant in the form of Elisha, now Elisha has his own personal servant and also the sons of the prophets that he taught. And this one particular day that the sons of the prophets were gathered at Gilgal and the prophet Elijah told them, he told his servant, he said, go get a pot and I want you to cook some stew for the boys. They were hungry. They probably was tired. This was a school of learning where they learned how to operate in the prophetic. They learned uh, discernment. They learned what to do as a prophet. They learned under this master teacher in the form of Elisha. They had tasks to do. They had to build. Um, they had to repair. They did many things when they were with Elisha the prophet, but they also got hungry. And this one day they were hungry. They probably were starving. And so Elijah saw the physical need of these men. And he told his servant, he said, I want you to get a large pot and I want you to make a stew for the prophets so they can eat. Now, I love stew, particularly if someone knows how to cook it. You get some of that nice stew beef. I like the pieces that have the fat on it with some carrots, uh, maybe some red potatoes, maybe some uh, okra and corn, so forth, a little tomato sauce. You put it in there and you make this nice, fat, hearty stew with some bread on the side. Praise your Lord Jesus. So this young servant of Elisha, he uh, gave the instructions. And then one of them went out into the field to gather some herbs or some herbs went to gather probably some mushrooms and some other things. And he went to this wild vine that had gourds on it. Now, gourds were a type of uh, fruit, almost like a vegetable. I've seen some that looked, looked like uh, mini cucumbers. I've seen others that looked like mini oranges. Um, he grabbed one that he didn't know was poisonous. He thought it was uh, good to eat, uh, good to cook. He really didn't know what he was doing, what, what he was looking for. And he grabbed it. I mean, you, if you go out in the woods, um, sometimes in the woods you'll see mushrooms growing, beautiful white mushrooms. Well, I don't know enough about mushrooms that I would pick it up and bring it home and eat it because it may be poisonous. Well, he didn't know what he was doing, so he grabbed these gourds. He brought them. He sliced them up. He put the meat in the pot, the rest of the herbs in there and the vegetables and so forth. And now he's turning this pot. He's cooking it. It's smelling good in the house. 
the sons of the prophets, they're sitting back, they're relaxing, they're getting their, their tables together and their chairs together, their plates together and their utensils and their tea and whatever they drunk and they're ready to eat. And this, this cook, um, he's cooking it up and now he pours it on the plate. He said, boys, come on, let's eat. And so the sons of the prophets, they get up and they go get a hearty mess of this stew. But when they got back to their seat and they started to eat, all of them got sick. And somebody yelled out, there's death in this stew. Now we're speaking about the miracles of the end time. They said, it's death in the stew. Now, who did they speak to? They spoke to the prophet Elisha. I believe that there should be someone in your home that no matter what happens, that person has the answer to whatever problem arises. That person is so in tune with God that if a devil needs to be cast out, if the dead need to be raised, if a prayer needs to come forth, if a solution to a problem, that person has the answer because they have spent time in the presence of God. Elisha was a man that spent time with God. And no matter when you look at his miracles, he would take the simplest things. He would speak a word over those things and miracles would take place. And it was because not only he had a relationship with God, but it was because of the mantle he had on his life. I don't believe that you have to be a prophet or an apostle or even any of the fivefold to work miracles. I believe that you have to be a person of faith, that your faith must be uh, attached to a sure foundation, and that is Jesus, that you have unbelievable, unshakable faith that no matter what you say or what you speak, you believe within your heart that it's coming to pass. I believe that you can train up yourself and train up your house to the point that anything you touch, it will multiply, increase, and prosper. These are the preparations that we need for this hour. This is the type of training that we need. And if if there's someone in your house or in your family that doesn't know how to pray, this is a good time to learn how to pray because the world is going to be looking to the church for solutions. And we cannot be as unprepared as they are. We cannot be as unafraid as they are. Well, I, I don't know what to do. Well, this is where you start preparing to know what to do because the time is coming then you're going to have to use what you know what to do. Praise God. So the sons of the prophets, they cried out to their leader, to Elisha. They said, man of God is deaf in this pot. This pot is making us sick. Have you ever eaten some food and you got food poisoned before? Maybe you went to a buffet or you had someone's cooking and uh, maybe they left something out too long 
And when you started eating that thing, oh my gosh, it just made you sick. Salmonella poison or some type of contamination made you sick so bad that you had to go to the hospital and they had to give put you, put you on fluids, IVs, or whatever it was, this poison, it was about to kill them. When they ate it, they got deathly ill. When you take poison, poison can take your life because it is a substance that is not supposed to be in your body. Your body rejects it to protect you. Your body gives you a signal that you're sick is something wrong. And that's the signal that they were receiving from their bodies. So here's the prophet, the man of God. He gives them a simple instruction. He said, bring me some flour, some simple flour. He took this flour, he stirred it in this pot. Simple flour, he put it in the pot and he served it to the people. And they ate it and it erased the poison from the pot. The poison that was once there was no longer there. When the prophet went to the pot, put in a simple amount of flour, stirred it up, that stirring up erased the poison from the pot. I believe that God is saying in this hour, stir up the gifts that are in you by the laying on of hands. Because in this season, you're stirring it up. It's going to move, remove the poison from someone's life. That thing that was meant to kill them. You stirring up that gift on your life. You stirring up that praise. That worship. That thanksgiving and adoration unto God. You are stirring up that anointing and that mantle and that glory that's on your life by stirring it up. Someone that is sick with poison of the world, you are going to be able to give them the solution to live. Oh, praise your Lord Jesus. You are going to be the one that speak a word or give them direction and it's going to change their life. Little old you. You, the one that's not standing in the pulpit or preaching to thousands, just you, the handmaiden, <laughs> the doorkeeper, the usher, you. God can use you as well as he can use anyone. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just a simple instruction. Because these are the miracles of the end times. And God is going to put a word in your mouth. And it's going to change somebody's life. I just believe that with all of my heart. This is the hour of preparation. Saints of God, I'll be hearing the Lord say that it's time to fast. It's not only time to fast, but it's time to pray. 
It's time to fast. It's time to pray. The other night, about two nights ago, I had a dream. And I dreamed that a woman had a camera. And she had the camera standing up in a vertical position. And she was looking at it. And I was behind her looking at what she was looking at. And I saw this great black cloud of locusts in the left part of the screen. And then the locust moved from the left part of the screen and it filled the camera. It was in the formation of thousands of locusts. And then the locust turned into a crocodile in the shape of a crocodile with his mouth open. And then the same locust, it turned into a submarine, a warship. And I believe what the Lord is saying in this hour is that there's a famine that's on the way. There's a plague, a famine, a shortage that's on the way for the world. I also believe that it's saying that these, the powers of witchcraft is going through the land, particularly the powers of the marine kingdom. They are rising up because the crocodile it signifies a water spirit. They're coming through the land to devour. And that submarine, it represents war. It is a warship. It was like a nuclear submarine. It is a warship. So famine, spirits, and war. I think we have to prepare. I've never dreamed it like that before. I've never dreamed anything like that before. I believe it's an end time dream. And that's why with these teaching, I'm trying to get you prepared, you and I prepared for what is to come. So we have to be ready. We have to be prepared. We have to seek his kingdom first. We have to get his counsel. That's the only way that we're going to make it. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this teaching on this hour. And I pray that it's a blessing to you. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast, Carrot B. And this is Vine Radio. Miracles of the end times. Miracles are coming by your hands. I prophesy that to you. Some of you that are listening to this broadcast god is going to give you supernatural revelation you're going to know what to do when to do it and what you do at that hour is going to work and lives are going to be changed and transformed by you because you are going to know what to do many blessings to you until we talk again